Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. Um, when the bear uh, moved itself to a position where the officers thought that they could euthanize it safely, they did so. That darn bear. You know, police department has uh, has a responsibility to ensure public safety and it's perfectly within their jurisdiction to uh, dispatch nuisance wildlife that uh, they deem is a threat to public safety. The Amherst police are not licensed and qualified to tranquilize wildlife. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 in 716, powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. That evasive black bear that was meandering about the North Towns over the past several weeks has certainly captured the hearts and attention of many Western New Yorkers. We haven't seen a story with this much reaction, well, in quite some time. And after the Amherst Police Department announced Tuesday they euthanized the bear by shooting it late Monday, well, the reaction has been fast, furious, and indeed mixed. Unfortunately, approximately a week ago, that bear was struck by a vehicle, and that the uh, the bear uh, suffered an injury to its leg. Amherst Police Captain James McNamara tells WBEN what happened. And it inhibited, it appears to have inhibited the bear's ability to move in the normal path that it would. On the 9th of uh, July, we were called again to the um, Klein Hopkins area where the bear was observed several times. Uh, once again, we observed it. It was moving freely, was allowed access to continue to move on. It was noted that it was injured and it appeared that its normal routine um, its ability to get out of town, get out of a public area, highly dense, uh, populated area, was inhibited. On the 9th, uh, 8.30 p.m., the uh, bear was uh, observed in the area of Renaissance and Covent Garden. Uh, we c- were contacted by several citizens. Uh, we arrived, we observed the bear. It was in and out of several yards. There were uh, many people in the neighborhood enjoying the nice weather, enjoying their properties, out and about. Uh, the officers at that time observed it. It appeared to be moving um, in and out of several yards. Um, It was hindered. Its movement was hindered. Again, it was the same bear that had previously uh, been observed, injured by the motor vehicle accident. Um, And uh, the officers at that time believed that there was a danger to the public. They were concerned about the public. Um, When the bear uh, moved itself to a position where the officers thought that they could euthanize it safely, they did so. Do you know what, what, how it displayed, how the injury manifested itself to the point where they decided it needs to be taken down? The bear did not have use of one of its legs. It was uh, operating on three legs. It was dragging the leg. Um, I'm going to make it clear that it did not, we did not euthanize the bear due to its injury as a humane effort. Um, it appeared the bear's injury was preventing it from being able to cover the, na- the natural ground that it would cover. Um, and get out of a populated area. 
if I'm understanding you correctly, because it only had the use of three legs, it could not leave the area even if it really wanted to, and that's why it had to be euthanized? It, appe- it appeared to us that its traveling range, the amount of area that it could cover at any one time, wasn't enough for it to get out of the area to find different food sources. We can confirm that the yearly male that was struck on the 990 on June 28th is, is likely the same bear that was dispatched by the Amherst Police Department on Monday, July 9th. And, uh, you know, we, we can pretty much confirm that because the, the reports are that the bear that was dispatched, you know, had an injury to its right front leg. We wanted to get the perspective from the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation. And Susan Rose and Brian Mazurowski spoke with wildlife biologist Ryan Rockefeller. You know, police department has, uh, has a responsibility to ensure public safety, and it's perfectly within their jurisdiction to uh, dispatch nuisance wildlife that uh, they deem is a uh, threat to public safety and uh, so you know they have they have that right and they need to make that decision and you know we uh, we definitely did not uh, direct them to do so and and they don't need our direction to do so um, it's obviously an unfortunate uh, you know, occurrence but uh, you know there sometimes there's just not a, a better way out of a, a situation and that's what the Uh, Amherst Police Department decided. From everything you've seen and uh, heard about this bear over the last few weeks, do you think it was a a public safety issue that it was a cause for concern? You know, I'm not I'm not really the one to decide that I I wasn't um, there on the ground um, that evening. Um, The reports are that there were many uh, people outside uh, neighborhood kids. It was a nice evening and the bear is coming in very close proximity to many different residences, and it was in a newer location where um, maybe some of the residents were not even aware that there was a bear, uh, you know, around. So I, I really can't uh, can't say because I, I was not there. I've heard this over and over, but could the bear have been tranquilized and some medical attention been given to its leg? Uh, to, to the second question first, it, it's very difficult to rehab uh, adult, you know, wild black bears. I won't say it's impossible, and I'm not a, a veterinarian. Uh, it obviously would have had to be looked at by a veterinarian to decide whether or not it, it even had a chance of, of being rehabbed. But, I mean, bear, wild animals, especially adult bears, um, you know, or, or bears that are approaching adulthood, you know, this was not a cub, um, it's very difficult to to rehab them in a in a captive type situation. They're very resilient, and it's possible that this bear could have uh, made it on its own. It, it may have completely um, recovered from it in, its injury. It may, it may not have. There there's uh, been many bears observed in the wild that uh, have have made it around for many years on on three limbs. Um, and to the first question. Um, immobilizing wildlife is always a risky uh, endeavor um, to both humans involved and the and the animal. You know, um, you know it's an anesthesia. So with humans, there we go through many tests, and we know what folks are allergic to and, and what types of medications. With with wildlife, we really do not. So there's always a large risk when we're immobilizing animals. On top of that, free-ranging animals um, such as this bear just out on the landscape. Can um, can cover a lot of ground between the time that it would be uh, uh, darted with a you know with an immobilizing drug, and to the time it would lose consciousness. And you know it would obviously be afraid and scared and 
and could literally take off on a on a beeline run and anything that's in its way, whether that would be a person or a road, it's it's going to possibly go through. So, uh, darting free ranging wildlife in a suburban area like that, especially a large um, mammal such as a black bear, would be very unders- undesirable. But but you believe that the bear could have survived uh, even with the injury, and that's something I've heard from uh, a lot of people over the last 24 hours that, you know, we're talking about a wild animal here. You know, they're built to survive. Sure, yeah. Uh, wildlife is amazingly resilient, and I've seen many different species of wildlife, uh, you know, become injured in, in quite a few different ways, and you can tell that they uh, they overcame those injuries because, those injuries were healed, and you know they were they were still uh, surviving and, and doing quite well, even in, in very good body condition. And and black bears are on the top of that list as far as being survivors. So I would not be surprised at all if if the bear was uh, able to recover from its injuries. Do you consider what happened with the the end with this bear, the shooting of the bear, is that considered euthanasia? You know, I. It is, and and it may not be. Again, I'm not. I was not there, so um, they. Uh, I did not see videos of the bear. It, 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 maybe it had uh, gotten himself into an even uh, worse condition with its injury. Um, it, uh, it may not have been moving as well as it had been before, and if it had gotten itself into a, a more dangerous area where it became more of a, a threat to the public and much less able to move around because of his injuries than, than yes, um, I, I really could not say. You know, it's, it's always disappointing when something like this happens and the public at large, due to absolute ignorance, just blows up. I remember this about seven, eight years ago. It happened in Amherst. We had a bear roaming around. It had to be uh, euthanized. Rich Davenport with the New York State Conservation Council. He was listening with interest to Tom Bowerly's show Tuesday and called in to offer some much-needed perspective and expertise. There was a public meeting that was held in response to the bear being destroyed back in, I guess, it was 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. It was held at Heritage Heights Elementary on Sweet Home Road. We had a whopping four people show up that were not conservationists or DEC people, despite all the outrage. The big game biologist for Region 9 was there giving a presentation on living with bears. At the time, uh, I mean, he's now retired. He had to take a disability retirement, but he was a bear specialist that came from Alaska. And there was a town of Amherst board woman or someone on their conservation committee that asked, why can't the Amherst police have the tranquilizers? And it was then detailed and explained that the training you have to go through in order to get certified, the costs are too much for the police. The police are not experts in estimating the size of a bear on, in the field. So you're going to have missed, uh, missed dosage. We also have to realize that these animals, you know, for any protected game species, whether it's bear, whether it's deer, whether it's turkey, doesn't matter. There are not only state laws and regulations that govern what you can and can't do with these animals. There's federal law as well that overrides on top of it. So uh, I can tell you straight up that Tim Spirito absolutely did not, and the TEC did not show up. And I can tell you straight up that the Amherst police are not licensed and qualified to tranquilize wildlife. 
Well, that that I believe. Uh, now the DEC uh, people in the DEC. Uh, how many? I mean, is there like one guy in the whole state who's gone through the proper courses and training? No, every every big game biologist for each region has to go through the training and has to be qualified, as well as wildlife technicians. And the process to check this stuff out, to even have a consideration, number one, they need to be very, very confident of the location of the bear, and it's not going to take too much time to find them. Number two, the big game biologist and the qualified wildlife technician both meet at the Allegheny office to check out the medication. They both have to sign off. They both have to document. They both have to tell exactly what the dosage is. And there's a time limit, I do believe, on this stuff. Once it gets out of the refrigerator, it's starting to denature. So the longer it takes to find the bear, the less likely this uh, dosage is going to be uh, effective. They also have to rely on a lot of different reports. Now, if it's a lone bear, typically it's definitely going to be over two and a half years old. Uh, you know, the cubs stay with their mom for two years and then they get kicked out and so it's going to be at least two and a half years old it's going to weigh a certain weight and the reports that they got that it was a small bear so they knew what proper dosage would have been but there was no way they could get there in time once they get there before they discharge that uh that uh, medication they have to go through the verification process again so what do we have here because we've got 100 milliliters okay do we got that yes check right, co-sign it very good now they have to make sure that they get the bear and get it in a good spot because they don't have, like, two or three darts just in case they miss. So right. they've got to get pretty close. And, you know, some things like in Rochester, if the bear is up in a tree, I mean, I remember they put a trampoline down to try to catch him, and he hit the trampoline, bounced 15 feet in the air, landed on his head, broke his neck. You can weigh in on the bear saga on the WBEN Facebook page. It's a busy place. Back tomorrow. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.